0: W-V-I-K, Quad Cities NPR, is here for you, keeping you connected to the world by bringing the world to your home. Even in extraordinary times, we're committed to bringing you the accurate information you need and the beautiful music and compelling stories you count on to help lighten your load. We're here when you need us because you've been there for us. Thank you for your continued support of W-V-I-K. A chilly morning with patchy frost will give way to at least a partly sunny day and a high near 60. We have chances of rain coming in tomorrow afternoon and lasting on and off all the way through the weekend. High today should reach about 60, should warm into the 70 starting on Thursday. The governors of both Illinois and Iowa are under quarantine because of COVID-19. Both have tested negative but were in proximity of somebody who tested positive or people who were in proximity of somebody who did. In Illinois, it was a senior staff member testing positive, so all senior administration officials, including Governor Pritzker, will work from home for an undetermined amount of time in Iowa Governor Reynolds is in partial quarantine because she may have been exposed last week while visiting the White House or during a meeting with Vice President Mike Pence Friday in Des Moines. Illinois reported 1,500 more COVID-19 cases yesterday and 154 more deaths, bringing the case count to just over 79,000, the death toll to almost 3,500. Iowa has now identified more than 12,000 cases, after adding more than 400 yesterday, along with another six deaths, bringing the death toll to 271. The Quad Cities added 23 more cases, so 873 have now been identified here, and 26 people have died. Illinois' peak of COVID-19 cases may now come in mid-June, later than originally predicted, as Sam Dunklaw explains. Public health officials had been predicting a peak this month.
1: But now that the state has collected more data on coronavirus cases, deaths, and hospital rates, the peak prediction has changed along with it. Governor J.B. Pritzker says the new estimate is disheartening, but it also shows Illinois has been doing something right. It's starting to flatten its curve.
0: What we've been aiming to do since early March is slow down the exponential rate of transmission.
1: While the data trends appear to show a later peak than expected, stay-at-home restrictions may ease in all but one Illinois region by next month. Since the start of May, all areas of the state except Chicagoland have so far been meeting the
0: governor's thresholds for phased reopening. I'm Sam Dunklaw. The Quad Cities Chamber of Commerce wants Illinois and Iowa to help coordinate the reopening of the local economy President and CEO Paul Rumler says the vast majority of non-essential businesses are ready to reopen with restrictions to protect workers and customers. But so far, the states have responded differently to the pandemic.
1: If you think about later in May or in June when we reopen, it sure would be nice to have consistency between Davenport and Rock Island and Moline and Bettendorf and East Moline as to what restaurants can be open at what capacity. Can you have gatherings of more than 10, up to 50? If there are two different guidelines going on, you're going to have some confusion and chaos uh, here in our our local area.
0: The chamber is also asking states to increase COVID-19 testing and for help with supplies of non-medical PPE to help prevent price gouging and shortages.
1: We're asking the states to help assist the local communities and businesses as they're going through that challenge. I believe that states have Uh, additional sourcing uh, opportunities. They've been through it once, so we'd really like them to consider what they can do to help extend that to the local level.
0: Bremler says Quad City's companies are prepared to reopen safely and responsibly, and they've done their part to follow all state guidelines and recommendations. Businesses that are waiting to reopen include retailers, restaurants, salons, and others that provide personal services. Moline will probably lose millions of dollars due to COVID-19, but he is strong enough to weather the storm. That was the message yesterday from Moline Mayor Stephanie Acree during her State of the City address, forced to be a virtual address because of the pandemic. She says the big challenge will be balancing the city's services with resources to pay for them.
1: This isn't a time that we should be increasing tax rates for our real estate or our sales tax. We're not going to do anything that is going to burden our residents or burden our small businesses and cause them to struggle in this recovery any more than they're already challenged to do.
0: Finance Director Carol Barnes says Moline could lose between 8 and $10 million during the pandemic, but it has a lot of reserve funds and gets revenue from a variety of sources.
1: Currently, the city has about
0: fifteen. 15- different major revenue streams that make up 60 percent of the total revenue streams throughout the city. So if one particular revenue stream comes in a little slow one year or coming under budget, the other revenues are usually pretty solid and, and can carry that load. The State of the City address is available at the city's website and Facebook page for you to watch. So-called murder hornets arrived in North America for the first time last year and have garnered public attention in recent weeks, but some local experts say they don't pose as much of a threat as it might seem. Illinois Newsroom's Leisha Bushek has more.
1: The giant hornets are native to Asia and were initially spotted in Washington state last year. But it's unlikely the insects will spread outside of Washington to pose any real threat. That's according to Adam Dolzol with the University of Illinois Department of Entomology. The chances of us having the hornets at all are pretty minimal. The chances of them impacting most people's day-to-day lives is pretty minimal. But there are other invasive insect pests that are much more economically damaging, to me are much scarier, and you know we don't hear about them near as much. Some of those invasive pests include the spotted lanternfly and Asian citrus psyllid. Dolzell says if the hornets do spread, they could pose some risk to honeybees. But he says pesticides, a shift in land use and reduced bee nutrition, pose a far greater threat to bee populations than the hornets. I'm Lesha Bouchak.